maintain it at this point in time. Anyway, I do my little stupidity segment here. Uh, I try to do this whenever I can. Um, and I usually collect a bunch of things that I think are worth mentioning, but not worth mentioning a lot. So, um, so I don't really, uh, you, I, I'm, I'll go through them and all, but, um, but that's about it, really. Uh, th this, it starts again in the universities, okay? And this is from Clemson. It's diversity training. Uh, th it seems that in terms of Clemson University, they have realized that, uh, that time is culturally relative. Time is a social construct and not really existing in reality. Ah, pretty interesting, I think. Um, so they're trying to teach, they spent actually almost $27,000 uh, for education and training uh, for this, for their faculty members. So the perception is, is that if you tell someone to be, uh, and there's a slide that they're using in, in this course about diversity training for professors, these professors must have like the mind melds of, of, of what, uh, you know, uh, uh, of dropouts from, from when I went to school. Okay, the slide gives the example of Alejandro, who called uh, a nine o'clock meeting and teaches that he should not rebuke a, a group of foreign, foreign, foreign students if they show up late. Okay, it's, we shouldn't impose our definition of time on others because their cultural perspectives regarding time is neither more or less valid than any other. What the hell does that mean? Unbelievable. That's, uh, what the hell does that mean? You know, it's like I have some relatives that are Israelis, and they're always late. So we tell them to come a half an hour before we want them to be here. They're a half an hour late, and they're on time. Um, and so I understand that there are cultural differences and things that happen. But maybe it's also important to teach a student to go ahead and be responsible. <gasps> oh, my God, responsibility. You should be responsible for yourself and your own actions. Terrible. Terrible. Be late. We understand. You're Puerto Rican. <laughs> and people think that conservatives are racists. Um, un unreal. I mean, some of the stuff that goes on there. Anyway, next piece of stupidity. Let's see uh, what we have here. Okay. Oh, this is also great. Don't. This is from MSNBC. Um, that we shouldn't build the wall. And the reason for this is basically it might hurt bats and birds because they won't be able to you see they're looking for food and foraging so they don't have they won't see the wall and just they just crash into it um at the risk of sounding like a moron can't like a bird like fly over it you know but they're looking for the ground i mean these people say oh no they're looking for stuff on the ground the birds and the bats so you can't build a wall because it'll it'll actually hurt the birds and the bats Oh, God. However, you can build, build windmill uh, landscapes to go ahead and create uh, some uh, green energy. And those windmills uh, kill more birds per year than any other source of death of birds. That's, that's okay. That's okay. But the wall, you know, which Israel built at work, the China had it at work, that all sorts of countries have at work. You know, if you walk into anyone else's borders, you know, you're going to be arrested immediately and put in jail if you're there illegally. Okay, but it will never work here, it seems, and it'll hurt the birds and the bats. So we don't want that. I mean, you know, a fruit bat must exist. You know, to hell with drug people coming in, uh, excuse me, uh, with the drugs pouring in over the border and coyotes taking kids out here and selling them. And, of course, the illegal immigration. Um, 
Forget all that. It's the birds that count. They're what's important. Okay, what else we get here? Craig Calcetira, and he's an NBC baseball writer. Okay. Oh, so what what he was saying is they like their, their sports politics free. So therefore, we shouldn't have the American flag up at, at any of these games. So I don't understand exactly how flying a symbol of the United States is a political statement other than you realize that that you're living in an, an exceptional country. If that's bothersome to you, I think that you have the issue, not me. Okay, so let's see what else is they say here. Oh, they also, obviously, they don't want to stand up for singing God Bless America because I guess America shouldn't be blessed. Um, and uh, let's see, left-wing screed is not about patriotism, rather... Uh, uh, it, if, if it offends your politics, you should applaud apolitical patriotism or everyone will mistake your criticisms as anti-American rhetoric, um, he argued. Okay, people die for their, our rights in this country, so yeah, we're going to lay out a flag and um, are also going to have a military. It doesn't make really much of a difference what you say, Mr. Calcetera. Okay, wrapping oneself in the flag is a way of... of uh, of getting political gain? Well, I think wrapping yourself up into social justice causes is way, way, way worse than that, than wrapping yourself up with a flag. Um, hi, what's your name and where are you calling from? This is Alan from Plantation, Michael Blum. Alan from Plantation. Okay, I'll remember that. How you doing, Alan? Uh, good. Uh, I just got the uh, last uh, 25 minutes of the show. I just got home starting laundry, listening to your program, and watching you, obviously, on Periscope. But uh, you hit on a couple of things that were just so muddy, but I'd, I'd just like to comment on the, on the last couple of things. Sure, go ahead. Um, one, that, that we have so many freedoms and that we tolerate it, but if you were in any other country, you, you would not be able to do that. And then that's what the, the folks who are just demonstrating anything like that feel that they can get away with just saying whatever they want or any other place in the world their asses would be in jail. Absolutely. And it's just sad that they think, yeah, that that wouldn't be tolerated to the extent that they can do uh, from blocking traffic to at least saying, oh, we're going to throw this is not my president. If you think that crap would happen anywhere else, then go, then leave. But it's just uncanny that they just think, oh, I'm just going to wave the American flag and think everything is just <laughs> their world. The world... Uh, last time I thought revolved around the sun, not around them. Yeah, well, it does revolve around them. And, you know, liberals for a long time, they always were for free speech as long as it's theirs. Anyone else's, you can go well, to hell. And, and the other part you had just uh, tipped upon was about uh, whether it be uh, standing for the uh, Pledge of Allegiance and that when I was growing up in school, I'm, I'm 53 years old, but I remember every morning I had to do the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't know where the hell that went, and everybody's saying that, oh, my God, it's not politically correct, or well, what happened? last time I thought we were in... Uh, somewhere, okay. somewhere, somewhere in the 50s, the late 50s, they added uh, uh, God. Uh, the original pledge did not mention God. And right, and that offends somebody? Right, that became, <laughs> that became now you can't go ahead and mix education, uh, public education with religion. But how come that you think that the world has progressed, yet... As we we as we go forward, everything has become uh, more offensive. Wouldn't it be the other way around 
back then, and we've learned so much and gone through so much that why are more things offensive today than what they were back then? I mean, back in the 60s and the, with the race riots and things like that, and now we fast forward to 2017, are, have we really come about this full circle, or why are things more offensive or more, oh, you can't do that on TV or radio or anything like that, because it's going to offend somebody. You know, it's crazy. I was watching Blazing Saddles the other day. I don't think you could release that movie anymore. It's one of the funniest movies I've ever oh, seen. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I even um, mentioned, remember All in the Family with Archie Bunker. Sure. If you tried that program today, oh, my God, CBS would be picket. Well, they're picketing for other reasons for CBS. But, yeah, CBS wouldn't get Imagine that. Archie Bunker's chair is in the Smithsonian Institute uh, just because that show was an iconic feature of TV, changed the course of television. But yet, if you tried that, to put that on television today, do you know how many complaints there would be? Sure. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Lenny Bruce, to me, must be turning in his grave. You know, uh, so Alan, I'll be <laughs> asking, so is, 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 that, is that now progress then? Uh, is this actually progress that's gone on, or is this just really, yeah. are we going Absolutely through just a dark period? <laughs> and, and then, and then oh, don't say that, that, that could be racism. That's uh, right. Racism, rather. But, but the other thing, well, I've gone to some of the uh, Florida Panthers games, and I'm up in the club where they have a buffet and everything, looking over the, um, uh, the, the Florida Panthers games. And it just irks me that when it's time for the national anthem, and they'll even have the Canadian national anthem when they play either Toronto or things like that, but it's just uncanny that, all right, they're putting out the buffet, people are standing in line, and then when it comes time for our national anthem of this country you can't put your spoon down with your mashed potatoes on the buffet to turn around and put your hand on your heart and just give respect to our anthem even if you don't want to sing it even if you don't i mean or just stand there but you're going to sit there and get your carrots and peas and mashed potatoes what country are you in any other place back circle you would be thrown in jail or, or caned stoned or whatever the punishment would be, but there would be a punishment. Sure. Yeah, I want you to hear something, Alan. I played it a week or two ago. I, I don't know if I ever played it when we were doing the show in WWNN, um, but uh, I, I just uh, queued this up, and, and I think I think you'll enjoy this. Um, it's something a blast from the past. Okay. I remember. A uh, did you want me to hang up and just watch well, on Periscope or, or hang on the phone? Grade. Whatever you'd like, you can hang out if you want. I left home when I was ten years old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, here, let me let me hang up and listen to it on Periscope because I can hear it a lot clearer. All right. Cool. Cool. Very good. Very it good. is good. Cool talking to you. I always enjoy uh, watching you and listening to you. Now, um, you got to come back on regular radio too, man. I, I know a bunch of. A bunch <laughs> I just of have people, to throw that in. Yeah, a bunch of people have said, you know, to get back to WWNN or something like that. Uh, you know, uh, I got a lot more freedom here. I'll tell you that. I could sit here in my underwear. You wouldn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you, you have somewhat. It's but, always good to but, uh, hear you. Okay, I'm going to turn it on real quick on Periscope and listen. All right, cool, cool. I played this uh, maybe a week or so ago. Um, and I remember a teacher that I had. Now I only I went I went through the seventh grade. I went to the seventh grade. I left home when I was ten years old because I was hungry. And I used to this is, this is true. I work in the summer and I go to school in the winter. But I had this one teacher, he was the principal of the Harrison School in Vincennes, Indiana. To me, this was the greatest teacher, a real sage of of my time, anyhow. He had such wisdom. 
And we were all reciting the Pledge of Allegiance one day. And he walked over, this little old teacher, Mr. Laswell was his name. Mr. Laswell, he says, uh, <clears throat> he says, I've been listening to you boys and girls recite the Pledge of Allegiance all semester. And it seems as though it's becoming monotonous to you. If I may, may I recite it and try to explain to you the meaning of each word. I, me, an individual, a committee of one, pledge, dedicate all of my worldly goods to give without self-pity, allegiance, my love and my devotion to the flag, our standard, O oh glory, a symbol of freedom. Wherever she waves, there's respect, because your loyalty has given her a dignity that shouts freedom is everybody's job. United, that means that we have all come together States, individual communities that have united into 48 great states, 48 individual communities with pride and dignity and purpose, all divided with imaginary boundaries yet united to a common purpose, and that's love for country. And to the Republic, Republic, a state in which sovereign power is invested in representatives chosen by the people to govern. And government is the people. And it's from the people to the leaders, not from the leaders to the people, for which it stands. One nation, one nation, meaning so blessed by God, indivisible, incapable of being divided with liberty, which is freedom. I don't think kids even know the words of the uh, pledge anymore. You're right, Alan. Fear or some sort of retaliation and justice, the principle or qualities of dealing fairly with others for all, for all, which means boys and girls, it's as much your country as it is mine. And now, boys and girls, let me hear you recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Since I was a small boy, two states have been added to our country and two words have been added to the Pledge of Allegiance under God. Wouldn't it be a pity if someone said that is a prayer and that would be eliminated from schools too? Sometimes you hear these things and it gives me chills that this is obviously something that was recorded many, many years ago and it's exactly what happened. I don't think people anymore um, know what the words to the pledge are. I don't think people feel patriotic anymore. 
Um, it's striking to me that kids on campus now are afraid of hearing something that maybe disturbs them. When I was on campus, I was worried that my frickin' ass wouldn't get blown off in Vietnam. I guess times have changed. It's not that bad anymore. Maybe this is as good as it gets. You ever think of that? Maybe race and racism and all of that, these are social things that to me, they occur, and things tend to become more liberal with time, but you can't push them or rush them. It just makes things worse. Um, and they do, they do happen. But uh, right now, with this current crop coming out of the colleges, and I hope that I'm completely wrong about it, I think we're going to be in for some, some a bad weather coming down the pike. Okay, so we were talking about other stupidity things uh, before uh, the phone call. And again, feel free to give me a call. I love them. 800-699-0980. Um, and this was funny because Tom Perez, who someone had mentioned, is a real piece of work, too. Uh, he was speaking... Uh, with his fellow liberal, uh, Joy Reid, on uh, WNB, uh, on uh, MSNBC. And as he was talking uh, about, uh, about things, he basically, it was a perfect picture of failure for the Democratic Party because he's doing his little tirade and his little Obama crap. And as he's talking, one of the American flags in the back just falls to the floor. <laughs> so, I think he speaks, it falls to the floor. It's very, very good. Uh, he was also booed off the stage. He went to some Bernie meeting, and no one really wanted to hear him. He's just an Obama hack, and he's the face of the, Obama, of the, the new Democratic Party, or the Communist Socialist Party of the United States, as it's turning out to be. Okay, Other stupidity in the news that I thought was pretty interesting, this is a prostitution ring. At a massage parlor in a Texas strip mall was busted by because condoms were clogging their drain pipes. And I love it. The owner of the store, her name is Huan Wang. Huan Wang. I'm sure she's had more than one Wang, but her name is Huan Wang. And she was uh, going back to China to go ahead and, I guess, give some money to people because uh, TSA found about $30,000 in cash duct taped to her body. <laughs> Uh, uh, to her body and luggage. I'm sorry, no, duct tape to her luggage. Um, the IRS claims she only makes about 20 grand a year, so for her to have 30,000 cash to go ahead and bring to China seemed to be kind of crazy. Um, but basically, uh, you got to watch those condoms. Maybe you can get some condoms that actually are like uh, the lambskin ones or something like that. Um, because I don't, I think they may, because they're natural, they may dissolve and not clog up the pipes in the place that badly. Um, but that was what was going on for an extra couple of bucks at the end of your massage. You could have a happy ending there. And uh, so that, that place got closed down. More stu stupidity. Oh, is your baby racist? The scientists, okay? Scientists um, find that six to nine-month-old infants demonstrate bias in favor of members of their own race and against others. So you see your children by six months, according to this probably college professor, your child is going ahead and, ex and expressing um, bigoted tendencies. Could it be that if you're like a white family and the kid has really basically seen white people, that when he sees a black person, it's uh, disturbing or upsetting or they react differently? Is that Maybe that's what it is, uh, professors out there? What do you think? Maybe that's what it is. You know, uh, you, you guys that, that have like a ra racist uh, sunglasses on see everything through racist context and it's just not true. You know, I mean, uh, six months old, I'm sorry, I don't care how well versed you, I don't care how many degrees you are, oh, I don't care how many students you've taught in college, six month old babies are not racists. Sorry. Okay. 
Um, it's another article on the same thing. We don't need that. Truth. This is one of my favorites. And this came from the Patriot News. And uh, this is from students at Claremont University. And uh, basically, this is uh, three Black Lives Matters students had some issues with Pomona College President David Oxtoby. I'm trying to get the names right. And he explained that while colleagues of the Claremont Consortium approve of protests, shutting down other ideas is a bridge too far. Okay, So here you have a guy who's actually running a college who said something that makes sense. He said that shutting down other ideas is a bridge too far. Our mission is discovered is founded on the discovery of truth and collaborative development of knowledge and a betterment of society. So you had three blacks uh, uh, students who were involved with uh, Black Lives Matter took an exception to this, and they say basically the truth is a tool of white supremacy. That truth, in fact, is is the tool that white supremacists use. Okay, and they are against free speech basically says, uh, but my little darling snowflakes out there, you know, there's a lot of hatred all around. This is why there is a First Amendment. So people can hear and think and do what's appropriate. The idea, and it's funny because they, uh, they quote the Quran that says the idea of a single truth is a, is a construct of, of, uh, of, the, uh, of the Euro West and it is not enlightened. So there you go. The truth now is wrong. Okay, and they're waiting for for this uh, for Oxtoby to issue an apology and to ban hate speech. Hate speech is what you must have. It's not what should be banned. It should be that's what should be. That's what should be out there. Um. And uh, that's my opinion, and I'm going to stick to it. 